African people through medicine and freedom, starting right here on these shores with the people that we were talking about, people who we Sometimes I even hear adults say things like, oh, I'm tired of hearing about Frederick Douglass and Dr. King. They always giving us them. Uh, honestly, we need to take another look at what they left because their writings and their speeches has so much hidden mystery and knowledge and secrets. See, they were not allowed to speak like you and I are today because to speak and to ask certain questions and to make certain declarations was too dangerous to the speaker. And it was insightful against the people that they were often trying to save. So they had to devise a secret language, a secret code. We allude to it sometimes by highlighting a particular song that the ancestor mother Harriet Tubman would sing to denote that she was about to leave the plantation for good or that she was coming back on Thursday and meet me at the campground for prayer. Right? We allude to it, but this was a real phenomenon. They really were. And we saw an example of it with Dr. King was so compelled i mean can you imagine what was going through his heart and mind i believe that he knew he was probably giving one of his last public speaking engagements on that night but he felt so compelled to reveal to us about trans physics why it's important for us so in many ways when i was writing the divine self-care strategy i was focusing on probably subconsciously what uh, the Honorable Marcus Mosiah Garvey told a Boston interview, a, a paper during in, called the Boston Chronicle, when he was asked about the course on Pan-Africanism that he was teaching select students, where he talked about that course was going to, as he put in, quote, he said, his course on Pan-Africanism would instill an independent outlook, a philosophy entirely Negroid, void of anything that would subjugate the mind of the Negro. And I think that the divine self-care strategy in many ways has that same goal. So one of the things he said is, and I think this is interesting, he said, you know, he was speaking very candidly um, and he intended this to be an inner thought, a private thought, but it's published, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. He said, never swallow wholly what the white man writes or says without first critically analyzing it. Now, this is very, very, very important for us to master this concept because I see in here everyday people talk about the atrocities that have been waged against us for the last four centuries through whether that was through Jay Marion Sims doing his experiments and then trying to pretend after he has successfully uh, created and mastered the um, I think it's called the specula is that right Dr. Reverend Julius the, the instrument that they use to look into a woman to do a pap smear and to examine her insides I think it's called a specula well he experimented on the bodies of the most underprivileged group with no rights to defend themselves and he did it so sadistically without any medication right so many of our greatest leaders and scholars will tell us about these atrocities and then when something comes up in today's time we'll say well don't bring up the tuskegee experiment we're dealing with a pandemic right i think you all know what i'm alluding to in other words, there's no correlation between what happened 120 years ago with the Tuskegee experiment and this new powerful 
treatment that we're offering you today. Don't even think about those things because that was different. Well, interestingly enough, critically analyzing everything in history. For example, I'm going to give you a real concrete example of what I'm talking about. How many of you were, were ever bad with your credit? You know, made some really bad decisions and it affected your ability to buy a car or get a loan or get a home. I know I have. Well, I'm still paying for decisions that I made maybe seven years ago because there is a principle in the American operation system around finance, economics, and even law that says a person's past behavior is indices of what their future behavior is. In other words, what you did seven years ago, it's not gone. We have a verbal memory, a written memory of all of your behaviors. And we will use that to decide whether or not you get to participate in free economics as a regular, good, upright citizens, whether you are trustworthy. Hear me out here, because I think you'll follow where I'm going with this. In other words, you as an individual with all of the disadvantages you've had historically in this country for 400 years, are still held to a standard of seven years at the least as indication of whether or not you deserve to be able to buy a home or trustworthy enough to engage in the full participation of what business has to offer today. Well, if a regular human being has seven years, then a government should be held responsible for its behavior and judged on that for at least seven years thousand years. Are y'all following me? So don't tell me I can't at least go back 20 years, 40 years, 100 years, 120 years, 150 years to analyze how a government might behave towards me today and in the future based on its past behavior towards me. What difference would it be to not hold them. I mean, would it not be ill, Ill critical of me to not at least analyze their potential behavior? 